Welcome to episode 11, the haunted edition of the Civil War Breakfast Club, joined by the good witch of the North, Mary Shelley Frankenstein Fincher. I am merely Darren Weeks. And today is a special day, Mary, because we are joined by our very first guest, the great Jen Vincent Price is joining us here today. And we're going to talk about the haunted Civil War, because you know why? Because Halloween is this weekend. Ladies, it's a pleasure to see you both. How are you both doing today? Good. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. This is living the life, living the life. Awesome. Mm. We had a really good episode last week, too. And a great Facebook. We did. We did. Talking about alcohol in the Civil War, which is near and dear to everyone's heart, I think, realistically. But it was, a, it was a good conversation, I thought. I thought it was a lot of fun. Always a good live. It was great to see more and more people jumping on and talking about that because it's about anything. Because it's, it's just fun. It's a fun conversation. Yeah. Those who are regulars to the, the live will recognize our lovely guest, Jen, from the great state, I guess, of Indiana, which is a little bit too close to Notre Dame for my love, but that's okay. I'm on the other side, though. I'm that's closer okay. to Illinois. Yeah, she graciously decided to join us today. She's a paranormal enthusiast, I guess, is a way we can say, right? That's a good way to put it, yeah. Okay, okay. We were talking about that last night during the, the dress rehearsal, I what we're going to call you, but she's someone like the rest of us who are really interested in a lot of things. And, yeah, I would, um, certainly I would the, see myself as that as well, an enthusiast. Yeah, I think that's a good way to put it. I mean, there's a lot of things you can do. I mean, yeah. I think everybody is fascinated by anything supernatural, paranormal, I mean, every major religion is based on some sort of afterlife. So it's, it's just whether you're religious or not, you're fascinated by it. There's a reason why those movies always sell out because they're really, really cool. And as we approach Halloween, it's great to, to think about some of the great Civil War ghost stories. And anybody who's been to any of the battlefields is very aware, whether you believe it or not. This is one of those things that's fun. It's a Halloween episode, and we're going to tell some ghost stories. Just We're sitting around the campfire drinking beers watching Mary get slowly and slowly intoxicated as we talk about ghost stories. And that's really what we want to look into this is just not to get into the, do you believe ghosts? Do you not believe ghosts? We're just going to have fun talking about some of the famous stories we've all heard of. So I think that's going to be a, um, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I think so too. Yeah. And what are we all drinking tonight? Because that's the important thing. Well, Let's start with our guest, including your mug. Okay. I am drinking Cider Boys Grand Mimosa. I'm not a big beer person, but I love a good hard cider. And I am drinking it out of an R2-D2 mug, which actually is Civil War, because I learned from following you guys on Twitter that R2 was with President Lincoln at Antietam. Yes, he so. was. That's a good point. Not a lot of people know that. You'd be surprised no, I, how that's, that's why part of why I picked this mug. I thought I could bring it up and more people would know. Yep, exactly. Yeah, exactly. We're always trying to teach people. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's our job. We're educators. Mary, what about you? It's going to go with the pumpkin beer, but I'm like, I, I didn't really feel like anything that heavy tonight. So I'm drinking the Mutants Are Revolting from Flying Monkeys Craft Brewery. It's a crushable IPA, apparently. So That's a very... lot, of adge- lot of adjectives in that one. There are, yes. I know. Yeah. Thank you. I'm Excellent. shocked at my English skills today. They're impressive. You're doing, I'm doing very good. We'll do the Massachusetts thing later on. We'll test you on that one. So I am <laughs> drinking, again, because it is Halloween, I'm drinking the Shipyard Pumpkin from Portland, Maine. And it's good. Por- it's a good Portland beer, good pumpkin beer, and it's got a Ichabod Crane pumpkin head on it. So it's Halloweenish. So there we go. And you're drinking out of your Mary Syrah. Oh, mug. I'm sorry. If I could try the hell. I forgot my mug too. I'm drinking my Mary Syrah mug because she's a ghost, and that's the best I could do. I thought I had a ghost mug, but I didn't have one. Thank God. I'm drinking out of my George Henry Thomas mug because I am going to mention Chickamauga tonight. And he's the Rock, just like Charlie Brown got in his bag on Halloween. He got a Rock. Look at you. 
right? Yeah. I mean, it all goes to it all, it all yeah. goes back to Charlie Brown. Yeah. It does. It really does. We're going to talk about some great stories here, and I think you know that the American Civil War has got a whole bunch. And I think even at the time, you know, you read some of these old quotes from these, these Civil War folks. They talk about the paranormal. I, you know, there's that quote that Joshua Chamberlain had, where he says, "In, in great deeds, something abides; on great fields, something stays. Yes. Forms, forms change and pass; bodies disappear, but mm-hmm. spirits linger to concentrate ground." for the vision place of souls. And it's a great quote. It talks about how a lot of these people have come and they fought this really traumatic place and they died and how their spirits stay to consecrate the field. And he's talking about the fact that perhaps they're still there and they're still blessing the field and consecrating the field. So it's kind of always been there. It's not a new phenomenon, but it's something that's... um, but I think a lot of these guys are probably thinking of people like to think that the ghost stuff is relatively new. They're thinking of Steinway Avenue when you're thinking of those types of ghost tours, but this has been around for a while. And so it has. It's, it's, it's just a great time to talk about it. I actually found a story going back to 1861 in Savannah where there was a doctor there who saw some soldiers walking across the road the day after First Manassas had been fought. And then he found out the next they were all dead. Oh, wow. That was one story that I read about with Savannah. That's just, Darren, when you mentioned, you know, this, this is not a new thing. That's the first one I thought of was this doctor in Savannah that saw these Mm -hmm. soldiers and they waved at him. And then he, they were from Savannah and he, he recognized them. And then he found out that they had already been killed at first Manassas. I mean, I've been to a lot of the battlefields. I've been, you know, obviously you guys have all been in Tetum and places like that. And for me, the only place I really get a real feeling is Gettysburg. It's just something about it. It's like mm-hmm. someone described one time, what, what's it like? I'm like, you know when you go to a party and you go to use the bathroom and you go upstairs and you kind of creep open the medicine cabinet real quick and hope no one's looking, but you feel like someone is? That feeling is what you have in a place like Gettysburg. Like there are mm-hmm. eyes all over you all the time. I remember the first time I ever went there, it just felt like I'd been before. In a strange way, I knew, I knew where this road went. I knew how to get places here and there. And it just was one of those things that it was very, it was a very spiritual thing. And I think a lot of people feel that. We mentioned before, Mary, that battlefields tend to call to you, yep. right? No one's a fan of a battlefield. A battlefield picks you and embraces you and makes it your own. I think, I think yep. we can all speak to that. I think. I think so. And I know, Jen, mm-hmm. you definitely relate to that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would say Gettysburg, number one, but Antietam is a close second. The more I go, I have a friend that lives there. And the more I go there, the more it's kind of like a tie between the two. Mm-hmm. In different ways, but yeah. yeah. And so were you into like the paranormal before the history or did the history come first? As far as the Civil War, the history came first. Mm-hmm. But growing up, my mom was into like Unsolved Mysteries and all those kind of shows where they always did a lot of ghost stories and UFO stories. So I knew a couple Civil War ghost stories here and there. But for me personally, I would go to the places and spirits are like, hey, hey girl, how's it going? Yeah. <laughs> a lot of times they know that I can tell that they're there. Yeah. For lack must of a better way go- to explain it. A, must have been the ghost of Butterfield you ran into then. <laughs> <laughs> I think you I think he wants to take you to the boo barn. Again, we're not here to judge. It's just interesting because they can kind of sense when somebody is more aware of them and they tend to kind of flock to those people, I think, mm-hmm. at least in my experience. Yeah. A lot of times I'm like, okay, guys, I'm going home. You stay here. Yeah. Well, it's like you go to a foreign country or somewhere and everyone speaks a different language and you hear someone speaking English and you automatically are gravitated towards them because you're, yeah. it, 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 maybe it's the same type of concept if that's such a thing where it makes they, sense. Feel, they feel like you're a sensitive, you can see them, you, you know, you can feel them. And you're like, shit, this person can actually see me. Maybe I can make some sort of contact. Who knows? That's the part about it is 
people who believe stuff, people who don't believe stuff, it really doesn't matter. I mean, no. at the end of the day, we're all going to find out eventually. Yeah, right? but I think there's suited than others probably. There's a lot of people I think that have had experiences at battlefields that they can't explain. Like I know I have every single time I've gone from my first visit to Gettysburg when I was 10, things that I can't explain. Like I get different feelings at different places, some positive, some negative, and there's a definite energy there that exists, I think. I mean, it's assuming all the stories you read about the paranormal are true, what better place than a battlefield, right? I mean, it's, you know, they say that it's caused by traumatic experiences, large mm-hmm. sudden loss of life, your body being ripped apart at a young age unexpectedly. I mean, isn't that every battlefield, if you really think about it? I mean, these yeah. are 19, 20-year-old kids, for how, a little older, give or take. Some of these guys got vaporized by artillery. Maybe never even knew they even died. Yeah. So if there's going to be a place they're going to hang around, it's going to be there, right? And, and when a lot of people with reenactors showing up and dressed up in the period clothes and playing the same songs and firing artillery themselves it seems like it'd be if there is a certain synergy to kind of meet and connect at a certain psychological type level it seems like that would be the place right i think so yeah yeah Yeah, it makes a lot of sense and you know there's a lot of things i know we talked before about the the land and we had talked about how running water is with energy tends to great spirit activity and limestone and, and granite that would explain the rosewoods clown mary wouldn't it? Wouldn't it? An evil ghost lurking lurking in the woods trying to get me that one day. (laughs) You joke about it. That wasn't a laughing matter. You know, Gettysburg's one that gets to me though. And Tatum too, lost in the cornfield, scared, notwithstanding. But but the, uh, but but it just, it just feels like it just, the energy calls the people different ways and you're attracted to it. There's a whole bunch of great stories and, you know, people will joke and talk about the whole ghost industry in these towns and, and it's a big part of the industry, but it's all fun and entertainment. But the but, stories are based in history, too. Right, right. You I mean, know, they all are. Like there is a We've all heard there, there are some great ones. I mean, you know, we'll tell some stories here in a few minutes about some of the more popular ones. And anybody who knows Mark Nesbitt from mm-hmm. Ghost of Gettysburg, I got the company shirt on today, mm-hmm. knows the tours. Anybody who knows that the Farnsworth people, anybody who stumbled up Steinware on their way home from Blue and Gray Mary has run into the ghost people, not just spirits, but actual ghost people, <laughs> you know, but you see them. And, and you know, a lot of them are entertainments and a lot of the real uber nerds get all kind of bent about it. But to your point, Mary, it is, it is based on history, mm-hmm. right? Yep. The stories are usually, you know, they have some bearing in history as to who the spirit is in them and all that. Like there is the meaning behind it. And I know the one that I'm going to talk about with Chickamauga, he's got a couple different origin stories, but still it, it's something that's based in history for sure. I mean, we could talk about some stories. I mean, anybody who has read any of the, the Ghosts of Gettysburg books or any of the Haunted Civil War books knows some of the, the classic ones. I know, I know Jen's got some good ones that she wants to tell us about. But listen, just don't be scary, okay? This is a kid's show. Actually, you know what? Potty mouth over here ruined the kid's show thing. So, so whatever you want, Get the hell out of us. Go right ahead. The E, the e is going to be next to this no matter what. So you might as well yeah. just go ahead and <laughs> um, Just don't scare me, okay? I got to sleep tonight. Just a, yes, let's say. Okay. I was, I'm going to start out with one like more popular story that I've heard, and then I'll tell a personal story. Okay. Um, the first one that I brought with me comes from Antietam Battlefield. I've never seen this. I've never heard of anyone seeing this, but like my friend heard a story through someone else who had seen it. It was the Wounded Lion statue they have seen the wounded lion walking around and i was like there's no way i would stop and watch that because he's right on maryland 65 which is a busy road but i always wonder when i go by i always kind of listen when i walk by that statue up the trail to see if he's growling or anything but i've never heard or seen anything there but then this last time i was there visiting a friend of mine who lives in sharpsburg 
we walked, we snuck across the street to the, I believe it's the Alfred Hoffenberger farm. And there's like a yep. cottage that's being restored and there were burial mounds through there. And that was eerie. Like I can't say anything happened, but it was just, just crossing that street was very eerie. I've been to that mo- that monument. There's energy at the different monuments and stuff. Yeah. You know. Well, you could definitely feel you could definitely feel it. You know, just the energy is very stiff yeah. and there, you know. Yeah. The house that we went to visit is actually right across the street from that, so that the whole area just kind of feels it felt different, especially like you could tell when we walked out of there and went across the street again. It was yeah. like, okay, it feels different when you cross that fence. And I don't know how else to explain it. There's just something in the air. Yeah. So best whether it's the oxygen or the, the thin air, or it just feels the air leaving your body. You 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 just feel it. I hadn't heard that story. That's a good story. Yeah, that's a good one, actually. Yeah, that's yeah. and that's actually one of my favorite monuments on Antietam Battlefield, and it's kind of off from everything else because yeah. it's like on yeah. the side of a highway. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, you I, can get there's trails you can take to get there. Laura's yeah. taking me on those. So. Yep, she took me on those too. On the, uh, it was an awesome tour. Yeah, um, it was like I think I walked twenty thousand steps that day with her, which was which was awesome. And I've got a picture with her by the monument too. That battlefield definitely felt different to me than what Gettysburg and Chickamauga do, but it still had an energy about it. And I think for me, because I've stayed in their house, which is actually been documented in ghost storybooks about that area. There's some stories there because there were three Confederate soldiers killed, two of them in what was a summer kitchen and is now my friend's Lincoln room. And then there was one outside, out back by the well. They had some weird things happen when they moved in. She had a picture of President Lincoln and it was Confederate soldiers that were killed. She kept finding it face down on the floor, like off a bookshelf. And the thing is, it had to go over other little figurines to get to the floor, but it wasn't, so it didn't fall because none of those other things were disturbed, but it was always like face down on the floor and it wasn't shattered. So it was set down on the floor. Oh, wow. So she thinks something in the house did not care for President Lincoln. That's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. That's a good one. I mean, I, I mean, most of my ghost story type things have always been kind of based at Gettysburg just because that's where I've always kind of gone. But there's a story, and we talked about this, I think, yesterday. We talked about the two administrators in the old dorm, mm-hmm. the, the elevator. So for those who haven't heard that story, that's a good one, too. So, you know, Gettysburg College was Pennsylvania College back in the day. It was only a couple of buildings. I think it was like three buildings. It wasn't mm-hmm. too big. One of the buildings was called Pennsylvania Hall. It's called Old Dorm now. It's that big white building. It's an administration building now. And, and apparently was used as a field hospital during the battle. Like a lot of those buildings were. So you had a lot of amputations. You had a lot of shit going on and stuff like that. Well, there's that story where these two administrators were leaving for work at the end of the day. And they're taking the elevator down to the first floor to get out. And the elevator just kind of malfunctions and goes right by the first floor and goes right into the basement. And finally, the door opens. And instead of like a basement, it's like the scene from an amputation where doctors are amputating bodies and um, people are screaming and, and they, they're just staring at it and they're just apparently stunned. And finally, they got the door shut. They freaked out and I guess they called the campus police and the police showed up and they thought it was some sort of fraternity prank or some sort of college prank. And they got there and there was nothing. It was just totally empty. I sit there and say, well, maybe these are stories, but these are administrators at a college, right? Mm. This isn't a couple of, a couple of people stumbling home after a ghost tour after a couple of nights of, you know, drinking yeah. and seeing stuff. So, so who knows, right? Maybe, maybe they did see something. Maybe what kind of haunting it was. There are really two primary types of hauntings. There's, and general know this, there's the intelligent hauntings, which mm-hmm. they're where you're there. 
then there are things called residual hauntings. Residual hauntings are basic are basically like they're running through tape running over and over and over again. It, it, so it's like you're watching a movie against the wall and it doesn't know you're there. And eventually the energy runs out and finally disappears. And so mm. something like that would be probably considered like a residual haunting where mm -hmm. it was a situation where they saw something like a time and some sort of nexus thing where they connected again. And that's probably the most common type of haunting based on my understanding is the residual stuff where you don't, yeah. they don't see you, you don't see them. They're not even really there. It's just all you're seeing is like a, an, almost like a projection of a past scene is existing again. But basically that's kind of what, what I think a lot of them are. And that's probably the most popular one. I mean, that's a good story. I think there's a lot of them like that, but that one always kind of freaked me out a little bit because yeah. I'm not a big elevator guy anyway. And admittedly, when I get off the elevator, every so often it'd be like, Mr. Marbles, you know, it's going to open up. And then you're going to say, like, that'd be kind of cool to see that, but especially there. That story always stuck with me a little bit just because of the whole, I don't know, legitimacy of it all with the people who reported it. Because mm -hmm. anybody can run into some place, some ghost place and say, yeah, I just saw a ghost. Ooh. But for people like that, it was funny. Last summer, Mary knows this story. I was there and one of the friends I was with, he had a little too much thirsty farmer one night. So it was eight o'clock at night and he passed out. And so I needed something to do. So I ended up going to the Oliver Otis Howard statue, which I tend to do. I was sitting up there with my cigar and it was about 10 o'clock at night. It was dark. And I had my, my union blue jacket on and my blue Kepi hat on, but I had light blue shorts because it was summertime with wear the pants. So I'm sitting there on the platform and watching just watching this, you know, the fireflies and the heat lightning and everything that was going on over Culp's Hill. And all of a sudden, these kids came stumbling up and they just happened to see me and they freaked out because they thought I was a ghost. I was like, boo, right? <laughs> and, 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 and it was, it, it was just dark enough where you could see my top half because I had no pants on. I just had the shorts on. Okay. I had pants on. Maybe. Okay. I'm freaking starved, right? <laughs> This isn't the boat, Mary. This isn't the boat show, okay? This is the this is Getty's boat. It's not the bang barn. So, it's not the bang barn or the boo barn. And so the funny part about it was, is the kids and the kids are in full gallop down the hill, running right down towards you know the um, 33rd Massachusetts Monument, full speed. And I hear this little girl yell, "He didn't have any legs." <laughs> At some point, Darren's going to be in a history book. Right. And the best ghost part book. about that is for years, they're going to tell their grandkids the time they saw a ghost of Gettysburg, right? So it's a funny story, but you wonder how many of these stories are like that. Yeah. That's why it's always fun to hear from a more of a legitimate source. And two college admins who, if they're like the ones in my college, aren't the most fun people to deal with. So they're probably not going to lie about it. That's why I put a little credence to, I think, because it, it meets all the, hits all the buttons that mm. a residual haunting, a place where something happened before, people who normally wouldn't report these type of things and i guess they were totally freaked out about it and i guess it's and they reported to the police and it's on record somewhere so yeah yeah i've got one kind of similar to that at gettysburg i saw this on haunted history years ago but they were talking about a group of foreign dignitaries and i don't remember where the gentlemen were from but they were on like a private tour with a probably a battlefield guide and they saw soldiers marching in formation and when they got back to the visitor center, someone came out and said, you know, how was your tour? And they said, it was great. Thank you so much for arranging that demonstration of soldiers marching. And they're like, we have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah. I mean, wouldn't that freak you out, though? You're, you're, you're at the battlefield. You're having a day, just chilling. And you're not expecting to see it. Although the ghost thing, it's kind of always in the back of my mind a little bit at a place mm -hmm. like Gettysburg. Because you can kind of always kind of sense the, re the reality yeah. of it. And so there's just something there. But then if you see something, that would be amazing, I think. That'd be pretty cool, actually. Yeah. How I react to that, I think I'd be kind of cool with this. Mary, you'd freak out, probably. You'd I yell, wouldn't. you fucker. 
that's the approach I should have taken. But instead of, no, instead of instead of Mary will be a ghost. She'll say, "Boo, fucker!" <laughs> and we'll be like, "Hi, Mary. How are you?" Yeah. And she'll be like, <laughs> "A little glowing hand floating in the air." Oh, look at the ghost adventure. Just a hand going by, giving you the finger. Why does that ghost smell like IPAs? <laughs> oh, the ghost of Fincher, but. The other story I think of all the time with Gettysburg is the, the, the Blue Boy story. That's the yeah, other one I was that thinking about. Creepy. And that one's kind of creepy, too, because it's just the whole thing. I mean, the Blue Boy story. Have you heard of this one, Mary? All right. It's creepy. All right. I want to scare you, okay? If, you, if you're okay. scared you want me to stop, just let me know, okay? Yeah, okay. Just shut your eyes and think of Christmas yeah. and think of peaceful thoughts. You'll be happy. Don't, don't be so scared. I don't want to hear it later. I want to get bitched at, okay? So basically, the Blue Boy is basically a story where this is back at Gettysburg College again. Now, it was, it was in one of the buildings that wasn't there at the time of the battle. It was built around 1870. It was on uh, Stevens Hall. And at the time, it was a prep school for Gettysburg College. And it was something that you had a lot of basically later, probably, I'm not sure when the story probably really happened, but at the time, as I understood it, at the time, a girl's dorm for Gettysburg College, so it was just all women who were there. There used to be an orphanage, as everybody knows, in Gettysburg, up the street across from the Jenny Wade House, up in that area. There was a, a mistress, who I'm sure you guys know about, named Rosa Carmichael. Mm-hmm. Okay. And she, I guess, was a real bitch. I mean, she was one, I mean, she was abusing the kids. She was tying them to poles, um, just making them sleep outside in the snow. I mean, there's orphans. I mean, who fucking does this? Or, you know, and she was just abusing the kids. And it came out later on, actually, later. And it's one of the more haunted places in Gettysburg, actually. I think, I think Ghost Hunters has been there. I think Ghost mm-hmm. Hunters International, whatever the hell, well, it's like a thousand. But, well, apparently one day, this kid escaped. He got the hell out of Dodge and he escaped from the orphanage and he must've gone right down, right down Baltimore Pike past the blue and gray and kept going. And he ended up at this Stevens Hall at Gettysburg college. So he, he went pretty much a far away and it was the winter time. So it was really, really cold. He got inside the building somehow, the dorm with the, these two girls. And by then the word must've got out that this kid was missing because they were looking for whoever the headmaster at the school was, or the dorm, probably the RA type thing at the time was basically looking in the rooms for this kid. And so she, they knock on the door, okay? That was me, that wasn't a ghost marriage, just so you know. It was me knocking, I'll freak you out. Okay, so what happened was she's knocking on the door and they're like, shit. And so they hid, the, they had nowhere to hide them. So they open up a window and they put on the window ledge on the third floor. Now it's snowing out and it's cold and it's shitty. It's a miserable freaking place. And they shut the window and they come in and inspect the room they can't find them until they leave. The RA must have been like, there's something up because something's not right. You girls need to come with me and tell me what's going on. So they ended up leaving and the kid's still outside the window. And they came back like an hour or so later. They open up the window and the kid's gone. Now they're on the third floor. And so they, now they're freaking out. They run downstairs. There's no footsteps. He didn't fall out the window. He just like apparently vanished and they couldn't find him. And so time goes on. And I guess years later, this is still a dorm. It's still a I, mean, I assume it's still a co-ed. I don't know if it's a co-ed now or it's all still girls. It doesn't really matter. But where people will still open up the windows and you'll see a faint image of a boy who's now blue because he's frozen, who's looking at them from the third floor out the glass. And it's one of the more famous Gettysburg stories. Sometimes you'll write on the inside of the help me or whatever the hell he writes inside. But there's been many stories, and even recently, where they'll look out the window in the wintertime and they'll see a, like a distant silhouetted vision of a boy like blue frozen looking at them from the outside of the glass on the third floor and apparently it's freaked a lot of people out and whether it's true or not i don't know it's again it all goes back to what you think 
but it's definitely one of the more popular stories. I know it's, yeah. I think it's in one of Mark Nesbitt's books. He writes about it. It's, mm-hmm. I've seen a couple of different places. So that's yeah, what I, I definitely, too. I definitely yeah. think about when I think of Gettysburg and that, that's just the, I mean, you're thinking of the whole children thing and you know, all that stuff. That's just a miserable story, I mean, mm-hmm. but no one knows what happened to him. So Jen, do you have some more stories to share with us? Yeah. 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 yeah I, I do actually, my sister and I, we had gone on a ghost tour that where you ended up and it was, like a museum then now it's I think it's the cat the diorama cat museum yeah. is the orphanage we actually went in the basement and people had set up like all these toys for the kids and things like that and they said that they would move around and stuff like that and they would change them out sometimes so the kids didn't get bored and I don't know if like how slanted the floor was or anything but we on this tour they had us roll a ball and it stopped maybe five or ten feet away and then rolled back to us wow that was interesting yeah, that's That's creepy. Since he was talking about the elevator story, I would throw in one thing about the one that Darren told. I heard in one version that I heard the surgeon was actually beckoning the two ladies, the administration people, to try to come and help. He was like waving at them to come in and help him with surgery. And that's when they kind of panicked and like got the elevator to close. Can you imagine being beckoned by a ghost surgeon? I, I, you know what? I'd have been back up the elevator. That's a total fuck this situation. (laughs) Yeah. That's a nope all over if yeah. I see a ghost beckoning me, I'd be like, no, no like fucker, it. that's not happening. Yeah. <laughs> a surgery, B ghost, C, yeah, I'm gone. No. Now Finch would be like, you have beer in there? Maybe. maybe. <laughs> Fuck <laughs> I just met you. <laughs> but that, that, would be, that would be scary. Yeah. And that, you know, so that would actually be more, you know, you wonder if that's of the intelligent haunting variety then, right? If they were really beckoning or he was just beckoning off into space to, I mean, we're if somebody had been in that space at the time and he was trying to get them like trying to get them to come back over right yeah but it looked like he was waving at the two ladies it's a hell of a coincidence and you know i remember the first time i ever went to gettysburg the very first time and i remember being up a little round no what the hell it was spangler spring i was up at spangler spring which is by culp's hill i'm sure everybody's been there and we were there late one time probably later than we should have been we were out there and and we were looking up towards the hill up a little you know up almost a little kennesaw but um small culp cell than big mm. culp cell it looked like in the woods heading where that tower is like there were these lights like street lights and there are no street lights up there they almost look like little campfires up in the up on the hill and who knows what they were but i remember we decided to go check them out so we walked up there looking for them and as we got closer they just disappeared so whatever the hell they were i mean i don't know it was something reflecting off them you know they, they try to debunk the stuff that could be anything mm-hmm. but, yeah. but i've heard of that happening at burntide bridge oh really like mm-hmm. The same thing with the blue lights that disappear as you get close. Oh, wow. And have you had any well, other, like, do you have any other Antietam stories? Because that's not, I know Gettysburg is the popular battlefield to talk about. The blue lights there. Um, I know they say that the, now it's called, it, now it's Burnside Bridge, but they see, they, you have the ghost there, like the blue lights. And then they say, like, you can hear the soldiers running down the hill to take the bridge. And then some of the farm, I want to say, like, the Piper Farm, they say, is haunted. And I don't know who by who, but they say the Piper Farm is haunted. And then there was one other spot, I'm trying to think. But there's several different places there. Yeah, several I, different places I there. I've heard that before about them, too. And I know, like, Chickamauga is very haunted. Yeah, I've heard stories from that one. Yeah, like, the one from there that's the most popular one that I found is Green Eyes, which... There's two different origins. One that he, he is half man, half beast, and he's got like long stringy hair, and you just see these green eyes. But the other is that he's a Confederate soldier, okay. and he's just a floating head, and he's looking for his body. And he was apparently killed, like it was 
16 different union soldiers that were involved in his killing or something like that. Like wow. it, was, it was crazy. Really? And then there's also the white lady too, which yeah. I know that exists at Gettysburg and stuff like that. But I do know from my own personal experience at Chickamauga that I had my own experience at Bragg's headquarters, parked the car and I was about a mile and a half from his headquarters. And I started walking and doing a Facebook live. The more I started I guess bashing him, my cell phone signal started to get all funny and then it just suddenly dropped. And then when I got to his headquarters, the energy there was so negative that I couldn't stay. And I just like took off. <laughs> they say, they, they say no. electronics energy, they, they sap the energy of the electron. I mean, I've seen that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is a very, this is, it was probably the most negative spot on the battlefield was Bragg's headquarters, which honestly doesn't surprise me. The most positive spot where there's really high energy is Snodgrass Hill. And the other thing too that has happened to me at Chickamauga that happens at a lot of battlefields is I've heard the cannons that uh, nobody else hears. Oh, wow. That happened to my friend in Gettysburg, actually. She was... She would, my, I had taken my friend's daughter to Gettysburg for the 150th. She yeah. was 17 and her mom's like, I can't afford to send me and Andy, can you take her with you? I said, yeah, just write a, write a letter that says I have permission to make decisions and take her across state lines because she's a minor and I'll take her wherever she wants to go. So I promised her we'd go on her first ghost tour. So I took her on her ghost tour, which was amazing. I'll get to that in a minute. But while we were on the ghost tour, my other friend heard cannons in our hotel room. She didn't hear them outside when she went out to look. She, but she heard him when she was in the hotel room. She could hear cannons firing. Yeah, that was that was mine was I was sitting on Snodgrass Hill with somebody and I heard cannons. We were back at the hotel that night and I'm like, did you hear those cannons? And he was like, no, all I heard was birds. And so then I checked. There had been no artillery demonstrations that day, but I distinctly Mayor, remember hearing cannons. Mary, when you were Bragg's headquarters, did you notice all the generals there together sleeping? No. Did you notice they were all together? No. They were all there? You they sure? They were not in the same room. Because that, that would be a good way to prove they're all in the same room. They were in the same room. They weren't in the same room. I think they were. They I think you are. I think I was just proven correctly by the ghosts of uh, they weren't in the same room. So Jen, you said you had something when you were with your... She wanted to go on a tour. Uh, she had never been to Gettysburg and we went for the 150. So I was like, you, we'll, walk, we'll walk up and dine Steinware the first night. You pick the ghost tour and I'll buy your ticket since it's your first one. So she picked the Farnsworth House Mature Tour. And I was like, okay, you're 17. I know you and your mom watch rated R movies. That's fine. We'll do this one. So we're sitting there and she is, we're sitting on the steps of the Farnsworth House getting ready to go. And she's like, are you scared? I said, no, nothing ever happens on these things. We go into the, like, they take you in the house and they talk and get you going for a little bit. And then they take you out into an area they call the Grove. And they start telling this story of a young girl who died shortly after the battle. She apparently had some kind of health problem. I've heard a heart condition. I've heard other things, but basically with all the stress after the battle, her family didn't have time to take care of her the way they should have, and she ended up passing away. But they said she passed away and was just, she kind of knew that her parents just let her fade away, and she was mm -hmm. super angry about it. And so they say that her angry spirit still haunts the woods in that area. So we're sitting there and I'm starting to get a little bit spooked. Like some, I feel, I felt like something was watching us. Yeah. So I'm looking around and I'm like, what in the world? There's nothing behind us. Cause we were right up against like a, a fence. And I was like, there's nothing behind us or, you know, so then I'm looking at our tour guide and behind him in the trees, I can see a little glowing white figure. So then I'm like, oh shit, if, if this story is true, that's her. Yeah. Because it, I just, it felt super angry. And we stopped and talked to the tour guides afterwards. And they said that one other person had seen her out there that night. And he goes, and he looks at me and my friend, and he goes, you know what? They, she is jealous of girls, like teenage girls who are in, 
like a happy family unit. Oh, wow. And since I was there with Andy, she didn't like us because I was there with my friend's daughter who is, I've known her since she was like four or five. Mm -hmm. So she's like my adopted little sister. I could see like a full person standing there. Wow. And that one did freak me out because she was so like, she was just so pissed and you could tell, like you could feel the anger. Yeah. So we're, we're walking away and I was like, you stay here. But like, I remember going back to my hotel that night and just like, yeah, I'm not sleeping tonight. Anybody feel like watching a movie? Oh yeah. You, you, well, you can feel the, you can feel angry energy for sure. Like what I felt at Bragg's headquarters was very, like, I'd never felt energy like that before. I'd never have it zap my cell phone like that. And it took my cell phone a while before I got the signal back and it had been perfectly fine. But when I started talking negatively about him, it was the closer I got to this place. I probably would go back to Bragg's headquarters just to see if I felt the same type of energy again to, you know, confirm it for myself that it, like the energy is there. And to like your story as well, the history behind that, there's some really sad stories behind mm-hmm. the bases for these ghost stories as well. And the history is just as interesting as, as you know, the, the reported sightings of them too. Here's a funny one. One of the the first time I heard about Dan Sickles was through a ghost story. And what they said is that for years after he passed away, people that worked at the museum where his leg was felt like every year on the anniversary that he was there, like he was coming back to visit it because he had always gone to see it when he was alive. And they feel like when he passed away, he just kept doing that. So that's how I heard about Dan Sickles. And then I was like, this guy sounds like a riot. I have to learn more about him. (laughs) He was our guy from last weekend. I went to most of the drink with. He was my guy. Yeah, yeah. Now, I think not, he'd be. Not that he's haunting his own leg. That even makes him more of a reason to go drink. He's obviously a leg man, so that'd be something to hang out with. You know, <laughs> his leg man. He's obviously got a leg man. Back at the <laughs> oh, old, the old, that they back at the old boo barn with the ghost of Butterfield and Humphreys <laughs> and. <laughs> the boo barn, but again, I mean, it's not like this is you know this is old. It's just new stuff going back to the guys. I mean, this. You know, Devil's Den's a very popular place at Gettysburg yep. that people go. And you just sit mm-hmm. up there a little round top, and I like to sit up there and smoke my cigar and look at the battlefield. And all you see at Devil's Den is the flashes of lights, the, the yeah. ghost people trying to get, trying to get orbs, Mary, trying to get orbs. orbs. You that? Yeah. Or herbs. Herbs. You know, herbs, kind of like burbs yeah. without the B. There's a whole bunch of famous stories about the triangular fields. Allegedly, there was a time that no picture could be developed there for some reason. Mm-hmm. It never came out. You know, there's that story at Devil's Den with the, te- the first Texas soldier, where, you know, people will see an old raggedy guy from Jerome Robertson's brigade, you know, an old guy from the first Texas, you know, no shoes on, probably just raggedy, disheveled, kind of like a Saturday morning of Goderich. <laughs> after a tough night but people would see that and, and, and he would be always walk around just disheveled just like not knowing what was going on like a classic residual haunting like he would just probably got killed and what the hell and just kind of walking around and, and, and that's an all popular one but people you know it's so funny was I, every so often you go on the serious Facebook pages about Gettysburg and we can't talk about these things because no. you know they're, they're, I would know no 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 very bad we, 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 don't, we don't do that here but um, some of the ones I've been banned from but that's okay okay thank you that's, andrea that's pike appreciate life, that that's life goals right sometimes <laughs> i got banned i got banned from for liking a comment i didn't even say anything i liked a comment and she got banned and i got banned too it's like i got thrown out of the bar together i was just standing there 
but another story. It's all like this is a whole new thing. I mean, people talk about where you know, I was going with this, and they say, well, the ghost thing's all a bunch of bullshit. They just started to sell tickets. You've been on Steinway walking up and down the street, and they want to sell 10 bucks for a ticket, and they tell you some stupid fake story. But people have been worried about this for a long time. I mean, mm-hmm. Lincoln himself was big into ghosts. He had seances mm-hmm. in the Happy White seances. House. Exactly. You know? Yeah, um, I knew that. Him, you know, obviously, Mary Lincoln, not Mary Todd Lincoln, learned out the hard way recently, but it's Mary Lincoln. But they would have, you know, for, for Willie, who, who unfortunately had passed away, they would have seances to try to connect with him. So they were very busy, big into the spiritualism. And after Abe was killed, you know, she would continue to have these seances mm-hmm. in the White House to try to connect with the ghost of her husband. And so this is not a new phenomenon. No. I mean, and there are soldiers who made careers of it. You know who Ambrose Bierce is, Mary? Yep. Jen? I've heard the name. Okay. Yeah. I'm impressed. I'm impressed. He's on the 9th Indiana, and he, he was – this is a guy who apparently got everywhere. He was at the Battle of Philippi with McClellan. Again, goes back to McClellan, okay, who Jen's a huge fan of now, by the way. It's another story. She's a McClellan fangirl. I just don't think he's as bad as he, everybody she's, said he was. She's a McClellan fangirl on Twitter. You can follow, follow Jen at McClellan fangirl on Twitter. <laughs> not but, my you know, Twitter. You know? <laughs> but it's going to be. We should have made it some <laughs> McClellan fangirl. Oh, God damn it. Anyway. So anyway, I digress. There's still but, the Facebook but, Live. I was gonna say Saturday. That's true. That's true. But, but he, you know, he wrote a lot of spooky ghost soldier books about this. And you know what's so funny about this is I looked him up and I remembered him from before. And I was looking for stories this morning, and like this is kind of weird. I was look, I was researching his stuff a little while ago this morning, probably like around eleven o'clock, when I was supposed to be working. Andrea Pike who we know Andrea, and she's the one who will be banned from the serious place, by the way, Jen. That was her. She messaged on our Facebook page, make sure you do the talk about the story of Ambrose Bierce. And I was like, oh my God. Because I was at that very moment I was looking at it. So I don't know, maybe, 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 okay. I don't know. He was a soldier and he basically would write ghost stories later on, wrote the, uh, the Devil's Dictionary, which is considered a masterpiece. I never admittedly haven't read it, but apparently, but he fought at all the spots. He fought at Shiloh. Chickamauga, Resaca, Perryville, Chattanooga. He was a map maker, apparently, on the battlefield. And so he was one of those topography people. But here's one for you, Fincheroo, that you're going to like this one, okay? Yeah. When he went to West Point, he applied for West Point. He had three generals vouch for him. You know what those three, three generals were? Oliver Otis Howard. Howard was one. Sherman. Sherman. And who's the third? I want to say Grant or Thomas. Thomas. So your your trifecta, Howard Sherman and Thomas. Um, and Thomas, I know I was getting there. They were the ones who signed his application to get into to get in. that. I thought that was pretty cool. That's I very cool. That he got a, subst- a substantial head injury at Kennesaw Mountain, so he was basically that. He basically would go on to write a lot of several fiction books. He was a, allegedly the inspiration for Stephen Crane. All those books he did, obviously Hemingway as well. Mm-hmm. But here's where it gets weird with him. So he basically decides in 1913 to go back and visit the battlefields in Louisiana and Texas. Now, by now he's a famous writer and he's going to go check out the battlefields. He wanted to go see it. So he goes down there. You know what happens? He vanishes and no one ever sees him again. So he goes down there to visit the battlefields and all of a sudden, and to this day, they have no idea where he is. Wow. So, so he's, I'm going to guess, I'm going to guess he didn't make it because it's been a long time ago, but he went down there to visit his old battlefields again. And they never heard, no one ever heard from him again to this day. They have no idea. No one ever found him. There's no answer to happen to him. So he's just gone. Isn't that cool? That's that, that's kind of wow. creepy, but it is really yeah. cool. I never that's knew that. Really, yeah. I didn't yeah. know that about him. I mean, I've heard yeah. of him before. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So I, I, maybe who the hell knows what happened? You know? Creepy. Maybe yeah. it was the Rosewoods clown. 
<laughs> we don't know. We don't know. It was the Bayou clown, the Bayou but, clown. but that's the, but that's one of those things where it's like, he's, it's just neat though. I, there's so many connections, especially with your guys, your yep. big three. And it was, it was funny that she mentioned him earlier because that's, that's at that very moment she mentioned, I was, I was just looking into him. No. It was kind of cool. Yeah. That's so a cool story. Maybe, so maybe he'll be your new favorite author to go along with your new favorite general. And you can make True. a tweet about it. That pisses everybody off. Yes. I, I should do that. Like I did with her. That's kind of fun. Yeah. It's always fun to. <laughs> Mm -hmm. I have a new general. Fuck you. Everyone, guess what? <laughs> hear ye, hear ye. <laughs> you got to start it that way. Hear ye, hear ye. Well, yeah. that's what I remember. I made that picture, remember? Yep. With the bell thing. And... Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> stupid. So stupid. <laughs> so, Jen, do you have some more stories for us? I do. Since we were talking about generals, this is another ghost. I go on ghost tours just for, like, fun and to relax. But I, the more determined I am not to see anything, yeah, something always happens. Yeah. But so we were on this, a different tour and we were actually down, farther down out, like behind one of the Victorian photo studios. Mm -hmm. it, it used to be across the street from the Dairy Queen. I don't know if it's still a photo studio or not. So we're in the back and the guy's telling us all these stories. And he said, one of the things, it was the building that they took General Reynolds to where he passed away. Oh yeah. It's still a photo mm -hmm. studio. Okay. The, the okay, George so George house. Yeah. Yeah, so we were behind that building and he was talking about how the picture window changes and all these things, like the window in front will change and you'll see scenes of battle or scenes of them trying to operate on General Reynolds. And they said, sometimes you even see a woman all in black who's sitting up there oh, wow. and they think it might be maybe possibly Reynolds fiance who Kate. came looking for, yeah, Kate, who came looking for him after he was killed. So we're all standing behind the building. And I was like, well, this is stupid. If everything happens up front of the building, why the hell are we all standing back here? So I marched my ass up front, turned the corner, and there was a woman in black sitting on the bench. Oof. But I could see through her. And I was like, I looked at her and we were both like, oh, crap. And then she oh. vanished. And I was like, it was, it was weird though, because normally you would like, normally you'd go running back to the ghost tour and be like, oh my yeah. God, you guys, I saw something, but it just felt so sad that I was like, okay, she's here morning. I'm going to leave her alone. And I just yeah. very quietly whispered, I'm not going to tell anybody, you know, I'm going to walk away and leave yeah. you be. I was so not expecting to see anything because I marched up there with the attitude. Like, this is stupid. Why is everybody at the back of the building? If everything happened at the front of the building and I turned the corner and was like, oh, hello there. Her story yeah. is so sad. She did come to Gettysburg when she found out because mm -hmm. she didn't live far from there. And the story, one of the stories that I know, I, I don't know if it's true. If it is, it's really cool. So she went in and she said, I want to see General Reynolds. And they were like, who are you? He didn't like, he didn't have a girlfriend or you his sister. She said, I'm his fiance. No, he had not told anybody they were engaged. They had to keep it a secret. She was a Catholic and he was yes, Protestant. Protestant. Yeah. And she said, if you look in his front pocket, you will find my photograph. And they looked and there it was. Yeah. And then she had a ring from him that said, mm -hmm. had like love Kate or something on it. So yeah. 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 And there's some artifacts of, I think, his at the Seminary Ridge Museum. Yes, and there is. Laura and I were there. Remember, I was in looking at them and I had this over, I was looking at them and I had this overwhelming feeling of sadness come over me. And that's I was sad, like, that's a sad place. That's, no, it that's is a sad place, but it was specifically to do with him. Mm -hmm. And I've always thought that it was her spirit that was in there. It like could that, be. That, that she's, she's still, there. I, I, like she's yeah. still hanging around there, you know, probably. Yeah. Looking for him. Well, I'm, yeah, that, I'm that's sure that's who I saw. I'm sure that's who I saw. Yeah. It, it has to be. Well, I know. I, I know I felt something that, like I felt something in the yeah. seminary or museum. 
looking at his artifacts and it was just this overwhelming feeling of sadness. And I've always thought that it was her that was in that room there too. Cause yeah, I felt, I felt something sense. there, you know, sometimes you don't have to see something. You can just feel it and know that it's there. But I was all of a sudden very sad. And I just remember looking at the artifacts thinking this is cause it was talking about her too with this stuff as well. And I was like, Oh, this is sad. I think, you know, I think Albert Einstein who was making his, debut on the podcast by the way albert einstein I haven't mentioned yet before i think he had said that i think he was the one who had said that energy cannot be destroyed it can only be mm-hmm. displaced yeah. so mm-hmm. if that's the case all that we talked about at the beginning all that negative energy in a place where the true sadness like a place like gettysburg or antietam or vicksburg or chickamauga any of the places it's got to go somewhere and a lot of it just stays going back to Chamberlain's quote, right? And I and there's been the thing that's interesting about these battlefields, and it's the one they're all different, but the one constant about every single battlefield is when you're sitting there, whether you're on Little Round Top or Snodgrass Hill or the cornfield or wherever, you get this feeling of complete peace when you're at these battlefields. It's almost like that ground gave up every ounce of evil it could ever have at once and purged it and it just feels like this, this it's, it's like the most like we were sitting around top and smoking those cigars again it just feels like this is the most violent arguably ground in the northern hemisphere western hemisphere northern what the hell are we here western hemisphere yes but it's somewhere look at you and your geography you're as good at geography as i am at mass oh look at that huh look at that you want to talk about how you screwed up the time anyway look, never mind. <laughs> but but what, what i was saying was is you're killing my emotional moment here fincher sorry but what happened was it, you have that feeling of like just pure peace and tranquility and it's just it's just and it's the most, the most violent place that you could probably be but it just has that real feeling and you can really feel that energy that peaceful, you know, overwhelming piece of, of tranquil. But then you go to certain places and it just changes. It mm-hmm. just, you just feel like the, like the air has been let out of the room. There are yeah. certain places you go where you just feel negative. Just little places, Spangler Springs like that at Gettysburg. The Triangular Fields like that. Herb's Woods is like that. Mm-hmm. Um, if you go down a Willoughby Run, it's like that. If you go down by the water, it just, it just, it just feels to- like it's not that peaceful place anymore. It's different. Yeah, Herb's Woods, Reynolds Woods too, right? Like that's... You know what else is like that is Cash Town Inn and Cash Town. Yeah. Now it's not just the negative energy because the owners are miserable, and you can just actually just feel the actual energy inside there. It just it just feels like this dreadful feeling sometimes, and so you, you get these you get these feelings. So so there's definitely energy shifts. Who knows if it's paranormal or it's just barom- barometric or who the hell knows? But you can definitely feel it. What, yeah, you you have to be- it's something you can't explain. I had that feeling at at Reynolds Woods when I started to go down the path and I, I stopped. I remember looking around to either side of me and feeling just nervous. And I was expecting something to come like just had this feeling of like on ease and all that. And it was so different from the feeling I had at little round top, like just this round top's a special place. It's just, it's just, it's just the most peaceful. You could sit up, you can sit up a little round top and I have a little secret place where I go and I'm not going to tell anybody where it is. I don't want you coming. Okay. But you can, you can sit up there and you can just feel like, every worry in your body gone it just you can just feel it whether it's be work or who the hell whatever it is it just you just feel that this overwhelming peace of just it's just peacefulness and just relax relaxation and i think a lot of people have those feelings in these battlefields and i'm yep. not saying it's paranormal the ghost of you know robert e. lee's gonna come riding by or something but it's still it's still cool to you know that'd be cool though so yeah. come back here so well, I, you know, I, I get the same we have, feeling. We have flapjacks and tall mountains, so come back. <laughs> I can tell you that the when you both fi- when you both finally get to Chickamauga and go to Snodgrass Hill, I can tell you that you'll 
like, I want to know if you get the same feeling there as you do at Little Round Top, because I definitely do. It's a feeling of peace, of positivity. It's where I like to go, you know, at the end of the day after I've been touring, um, mm -hmm. you know, be the perfect place to have a cigar, maybe wine if you sneak it in. I did. Oh, where? <laughs> to Ch Chickamauga? It's not Grass Hill. Like, you just, it, it's just, it's, it's such a feeling of positivity, of peace. I never want to leave when I'm there. I get the same feeling when I'm at Little Round Top, the exact same feeling. So I think there's places yeah. on every battlefield that are like that, that where you can go and just have this feeling of absolute peace and positivity. Because as you, as you said, Darren, there was so much given. And then that's just at that one spot. There's some you know, scary names like Devil's Den sounds scary, but it's not, that's, I don't think it's really a paranormal. That's an old Indian name. It goes back yeah. way before the battle. They, the yeah. Indians used, yeah. used to call up there because you couldn't plant anything. It was all fragrant rocks. The devil must own the ground. Either that or it's the legend of the snake. The, the yeah, I've heard both. There. Yeah. Probably yeah. both. I, I'm all, I'm all, by the way, I'm all set with the snakes. Yeah, I heard that story. I'm like, I'm never going to fucking devil's done again. I'm not a big snub. Not a snake guy. Nope. <laughs> no way. <laughs> nope, I'm gonna do it. It is a nice place to go, and especially when, when the, you're at sunset, the you know, sun setting just right. It's perfect humidity. It just, it's just, it's a, it's a low key good experience. Let's put it that way. When you're up at Round Top, it's, it's really fantastic. So, it is. Um, beauty is overwhelming sometimes. Yeah, like Round Top. But again, who knows what kind of energy that brings? But, but who knows? I mean, it'd be. I think it'd be cool to see something spooky there. I think people go to places like Gettysburg because that's just exactly where you think you would find it. Oh, wait, until, little... wait until we all go somewhere. You'll see things. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we'll see this. We'll see Finch or a shopping cart being pushed back at the hotel at two o'clock. No, 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 this... no. I mean, I've seen, I've seen stuff on Snodgrass Hill. Like I've seen, yeah. you know, the images, just brief flashes of soldiers there. You know, it's just very yeah. brief. But I think if you, if you're someone who is sensitive to that or believes in it or whatever... I can't explain it, but I know what I know what I saw. I know what I felt kind of thing, you know, yeah. you can always feel, you can always feel like when something's not right, like when someone's looking at you mm -hmm. or you, you, you see somebody and you just know that person's not, not the kind of, is there something creepy about certain people? You're going to sense it. you got that spidey sense that it just kind of tell, it just tells you. And, and you go to a place like any of these battlefields, there are certain places you go, and it just feels like there's something there. And every so often you'll glimpse out, of the, glimpse out of the corner of your eye and you'll see something and it's gone. Who knows what it is? Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't buy a lot. I mean, obviously both Jen and I have experience with the ghost tour TV mm -hmm. show people. And we know a lot of that is bullshit. But it's all based on something. And what's, what's good about, we mentioned before, it's good about these ghost stories, these battlefields. Everyone's based on some kind of history. So for the people who don't like the ghosts, learn what the, what is, what's behind it. You know, whether this be the Amos Hummison story, the ghost story of the mm -hmm. orphanage, the, the Rosa Carmack one we mentioned before, all the ones, because every one of them is based on some human that's worth learning about. And that's yeah. what's neat about it. It's just understanding that the overall history of it, it isn't about just being scared. It's about a different, it's an alternative, well, not alternative, but it's a different type of history, another way to learn. It's a backdoor way to learn the history. Yeah. Well, it's For like some Jen, people it resonates, you know? Well, it's like Jen and I both have, have had experience with Reynolds' fiance, Kate. Like, that's pretty cool. Yeah. You know, like, and to know her backstory makes it make more sense why she would be there. You know, like, yeah. she, she never marries. She ends up spending her life, I think, in a convent. She yeah. left the convent and became a teacher. Yeah, that's but, too. Yeah. I bet she was a fun read. teacher. Oh, you were in a convent? Now you're a teacher? Oh, how come? I'd love to be in your class. But, you know, what's, what's creepy about Reynolds is, is, you know, this isn't really a paranormal story, is a story of his body. When I went back to Lancaster, and I noticed mm -hmm. I pronounced it right, Mary, and butcher like you did a few weeks ago. I'm going to say Lancaster. 
It's Lancaster. It's La- his Lancaster, body, Ohio. Lancaster. I told you they got to change the name. I told you that. It's, you're not pronouncing it right. You got to change it. Okay. So his body, ultimately, they couldn't get it beyond the Confederate lines. So they had to basically sneak it all the way around and get back. And it took forever to get back. There's a YouTube video if you go on. We, it's basically like tracks John Reynolds' body back to Lancaster. And it's just, it's a neat watch. It's just, it's creepy. And he went through a, his post mortem stuff was, was pretty brutal about, you know, they had to get him back and he was kind of rotting. And then it was, this box was leaking and it's, oh, God. It's, it's not it's not a very good story it's human story it's it's part mm-hmm. of his history you know and it's all these backstories that you, and that's why it's important to learn the people right we keep saying this to learn the people to understand yeah. what they're all about yeah well how many people yeah. would go on that you know might go to gettysburg and go on a tour and hear about the lady in black right and then go find out who she was it's probably kate right mm-hmm. you know and then somebody knows about her and maybe they go and learn more about other stuff too. So there is like history to this stuff. There is. I mean, this is obviously the lady in white at Spangler Spring. You know, if you talk to the rangers there, like some of my ranger friends, they won't talk about the ghost thing. They just don't talk about it. You, you get them at the bar, they will afterwards. They talk about it. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they, that, that's the truth. But they don't, if you go during the day, they don't. Oh. But it is an interesting history when you learn it. And it's just, it's fascinating because it's, it's, it's a place that if, put it this way, if, there, if ghosts exist, if they really do, it's going to be in a battlefield. It just, it just has to be. Mm-hmm. I mean, because where else, for all the things we talked about before, that seems to be the logical place for it. So if you're going to be a ghost hunter, not Slimer, I don't mean that type of ghost, but if you want to see like a, a real type of thing, you know, that's probably the best place to go. Yeah. But you know what the best place to see a ghost is? I guarantee you'll see one if you want to go. Haunted Mansion at Disney. Oh, every, time. Every, every time. Every time. Every time you'll see one. <laughs> you're like oh my god where 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 apparently what savannah you... you can go to savannah georgia notice me segueing back into our topic <laughs> oh yeah look at you huh look at you the responsible one now all of a sudden fincher savannah is one of the most haunted cities in the it united is. states mm-hmm. um, it's also the place where uncle blingy aka general sherman marched to the sea there's a place there called moon river brewery which um was an abandoned hotel which was closed in 1864 around the time sherman marched his way into savannah reopened as a brewery i think in the 1990s it's very very haunted apparently but it was also a hospital uh during the civil war and also afterwards it was used as a hospital too and there was outbreaks of yellow fever there so it's a i would see it as being a very negative energy place a lot of the confederate and union soldiers that were held there they didn't make it out of there makes sense if a lot of them are still there but it is one of the more haunted buildings in savannah so if you're a beer drinker and into the paranormal like we are might be a good place to consider visiting good place to haunt someday that's that's where i would go haunt a brewery (laughs) oh i would haunt a brewery be booze (laughs) (laughs) you mean you wouldn't haunt the boo barn i would like to haunt the brewery at the rough and ready because that sounds like a lot of fun because you can hang we out with to, Bushrod. We go, we go to Rough and Ready. We go down to Georgia and we haunt the brewery there. That's what we would do with, with a little Bushrod. We go hang out down there at the old, the old bang, the old boo slash bang barn. And it's, it's, it's boo barn for this Halloween season, by the yeah, way. Yeah, boo barn. Yeah, yeah. That. yeah. So, Jen, did you have any more stories that you wanted to share? I have a couple um, quick ones, and neither yeah. of these are Gettysburg. So I yeah. thought that would be. No, that's perfect. But um, you were talking about, Darren was talking earlier about like how you can feel the different emotion at places. Yep. And several years ago, my friend and I were at Petersburg and it was the 150th of the start of the Battle of the Crater. Mm -hmm. And one of the things we wanted to find is there's a city cemetery that just has a ton of Confederate soldiers buried there because they would die 
right there and the the ladies that lived in town would take them and bury them in the cemetery you know so they were taken care of well we went in there to look around because it's it's got a chapel that's supposed to have amazing stained glass windows and um so we're walking around i after a little while i started just not feeling right and it turned into it turned from like feeling uneasy to to a full-blown migraine and i told my friend i said i have to get out of here i said and i had driven i said i'm gonna leave the car I'm going to, I got to get outside this, this cemetery. I cannot stay here anymore. I said, it is so angry. It's making me sick. And as soon as we drove off, my headache started to go away. Wow. Like as soon as we crossed the gate to leave that cemetery, yep. I started feeling better. Yeah, so that, that's definitely an angry place. So be careful if you ever go to that one. Wow. Well, you, you wonder what the story, the story is behind and, and you know, and, and let's, let's just go with the preposition that it's all true. Just so people mm-hmm. can say, oh, you know, what do you think the basis would be? about an angry spirit. Why would it go where you're perpetually there in some sort of suspended animation? Why would you be angry? Braxton Bragg is self-explanatory. Well, I mean, maybe the military. <laughs> we don't know how his, how his personal life would be. He had a nice dog. Braxton. He treated well. He Braxy. liked his wife. He and his wife got along just peachy, apparently. He just hated well, everybody I mean, else. Yeah, you're in the, you know, you're in the, you're in the, great, the great whatever that comes after it. And all of a sudden, you're a ghost. And you, I mean, how would you be married if you were a ghost? I'd Besides, haunt short. you and call you fucker. <laughs> That's what it would be, actually. He'd be, you know. But I mean, I don't know. I mean, I guess it depends on the situation. I guess I. That, that's the thing is a ghost have personalities do they are they going to take out the anger towards towards you or somebody around you or are they just going to be kind of there and maybe maybe to your point like the one when you talk about the grove gen about are they angry because they see a happy family structure of a teenage girl that they didn't get to have mm-hmm. you know is it more jealousy you know do they have emotions right or are they just kind of there? I don't know. I guess. Well, I guess that that's the cool part about it. You just yeah. it's a, it's a great to talk about because it'd be spooky to imagine that they can be there and they, their personalities could affect other people, like real people around them. Mm-hmm. You're in a shitty mood for some reason. You know, somebody yells at you for no reason. You know, kind of like this morning. And all of a sudden, and then all of a sudden, you, it just affects your mood for a little while. And, and it just, no, it's seriously. It's just like it just you. you it just the, the energy changes in you because of something does, but if, usually if it's a person, you get it. But all of a sudden, you just mood just changes for no reason. Who knows? Maybe, maybe right? You never know. Yeah. Yeah. What do you yeah. think, Jen? From your experience there, were you? Um, I heard one of the ladies that was on my ghost hunting team had been a nun and was kind of taking a break from it. She had some physical disabilities and she had a service dog, and there were some conflicts there, so she had stopped, kind of left the where she was living for a while and was paranormal investigating with us. And one of the things she said when we were training that always stuck with me was, you know, people don't necessarily change, like spirits don't change just because they die. Mm -hmm. If you were a jerk in life, you're probably going to be a jerk in death. If you linger, if you were a nice person, you're going to be a nice person. If you had anger management problems, that will probably continue. So that always made a lot of sense to me why some people would Mm -hmm. be like, Oh, I, I passed away. You can't find your keys. They're over here. Here you go. Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. And then others are like, you know, get out. I, I mean, I've encountered that like at a cemetery in Cincinnati, I encountered two complete opposites. I went to visit General Hooker's grave and it was, um, and this might be surprising for somebody here, it's a very positive place. Very positive, very peaceful. I went, wandered on down a few, it, not very far to Sam and Chase's grave where he's buried with his daughter. I managed to stay there for about three minutes and I, I started to feel angry. And then I realized it was the energy and I'm like, whatever's going on here, I can't stay. So I, I ran back to hooker's grave. Yeah. Feel that positive energy again. It's like I I told, like I told Mary, she ran to the embraceable hooker. I did. 
you know, you got to do what you got to do. I did. I had to do it at that time. But no, it's just, I never (laughs) experienced that in a cemetery before. Often when I go to cemeteries, it's completely peaceful. This one, like Sam and Chase's grave with his daughter was one of the, it, it was, it was not as negative as Bragg's headquarters, but it was close. The only grave I've been to, well, there's really two. I've been at because I mean, like the like the rest of us, I like to hang weird. I like to hang around in the cemeteries and do all that stuff. But there's two graves I've been to that that really just is a feeling of real emotion. One was Mary Surratt's grave mm-hmm. in Washington D.C. and Mount Olivet, where you just felt like this overwhelming gloom of just like this pall that just hangs over you, and just you just feel so bad. It's just they had this like just change. The other one was up here, my neck of the woods, up at Lizzie Borden's grave in Fall River. That's another one. I'll tell you a quick story about the cigar. I think I told, I told, I told you the story. Yeah, I did with the cigar. Mm-hmm. Where you oh, it. yeah. So, so I'm up there. I'd like to go to cigar. It's like take cigar pickers at gravestone. That's not why I've done that. But, but I was there one day, and I finally found a grave. And it's a pain in the ass to find. And I was firing up a cigar, and I took my selfie with the, with the thing. And at the very moment, I dropped the cigar. I just, I just, I just dropped it, and it rolled like right next to the gravestone. I'm like, fucking god! So I had to go. You know, it was, it was kind of like a February, March. It was kind of cold. So I go to grab it. I'm on my knees grabbing it. The very moment this friggin' family walks by, and I'm like praying to Lizzie Borden's gravestone. And the look they gave me, I'm like, oh come on! They walk by, and I'm like on my knees at her gravestone. I'm like complete weirdo but i grabbed my cigar i'm like no but that was but but her gravestone was a very negative one too you can actually feel it the sorrow and yeah um, i don't want to get into the guilt of mary surad nor lizzie borden both innocent but i think the reality is you got you could definitely feel the negative energy around places like that and i think it's Mm -hmm. because it's that negative energy of just of just sadness about about their deaths and how they died i do agree with jen points too though about like if you were a jerk in real life yeah when she said that it always made a lot of sense i i think that's what i mean braxton bragg (laughs) he did not like what i I mean admittedly i was not being very i was doing all the stereotypical bragg stories you know argued with himself and all that he probably didn't like that but You're pissing off yeah. people been dead a hundred something years what a surprise what a surprise gotta be it's gotta, gotta be didn't though. piss off general thomas he was very happy at snodgrass so yeah pretty probably he probably totally was <laughs> but i mean i think the i think the energy is a good point i mean if you're angry in life angry in death and if mm-hmm. you felt i don't know i i guess i always thought like when you die you get some kind of like absolution like you just feel like oh you know you just mm-hmm. all your negative i guess not i guess not i think if you want it you can take you can get it but exactly. some people some people probably don't. They just don't. And But I think the other thing, too, that, that I just thought of is that, you know, we're, I mean, three of us are all into the paranormal. We all experience it in very different ways. You know, some of us see, st- some of us will see, and I'm not just talking about the three of us here, but those of us that are, you know, experience it, some of us see stuff. Some of us feel the energy. It's all very different experiences that we can't explain, but it's something that we all feel and experience. And it's part of the whole thing about, I mean, for me, it's it's as much about studying the civil war as it is about the history of it it all factors into it because it makes makes them more human it makes you go out to learn more stories about them because there is history behind these ghost stories and all they're not just ghost stories they they have a history they have a basis you know yeah learn who these people were why they died why they may be Mm -hmm. there and you'll learn a lot more about get more of a global 360 view into that person Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, whether it be, you know, Reynolds at the George George house to, to Jen's story earlier, whether mm-hmm. it be, you know, Amos Humiston or whether it be the blue boy or whatever. I mean, tr- 
it's fun trying to find out the, the background yeah. to it and just seeing how it all works itself out. And it can give you a different perspective into history. And that's, that's really beyond the books, beyond the Coddingtons and beyond the Fonzies. And yeah. No, yeah. and that it's not a question of believing or not believing in that stuff. It doesn't matter if you believe or you don't believe. It doesn't freaking matter to me. If you if you study the stuff and you learn the basis behind it, you can learn a different part of history that you probably wouldn't have normally. And that that's the best part about it. Yeah, and I mean, to me, you don't you don't necessarily have to see stuff. Have I seen stuff? Yes, I have. Have I felt stuff? Yeah, and it's all just an experience that I that I can't explain. But you know, I know what I felt at the time and. And also like, I, I know what I saw. And I think it's just, it's one of those things that just like we're all different people, we all experience it differently. Yeah. People, people take things, people deal with emotions, yeah. people deal with stress, people deal with work differently, different ways. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if there is a, a paranormal world around us, we're going to, we're going to sense it different ways. Exactly. There's no question. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I do have one final story and yep. it's actually something that happened at Appomattox courthouse. So it's yep. kind of a fitting last story, awesome. but I think um, this is probably my favorite personal experience that I've ever had. My friend and I were out walking kind of like behind the house and the buildings where they have a sign pointing to where Chamberlain saluted the Confederates mm-hmm. where the two of them saluted each other. So we're kind of standing, it's almost like, like a little bit of a, you can see a path has been kept maintained there and we're standing there and I could hear coming up this road. I could hear, footsteps and noise like soldiers coming and like I could feel them marching on the ground and it was so powerful that I actually had to I sat right in the middle of that path my friend's like are you okay I was like yeah but I, I was like I can hear the salute and the surrender I said I can hear them turning in their their arms I can hear it so I just I sat there until it faded away but I actually could hear like I couldn't make out words or anything but like you could hear the murmuring and the soldiers talking and I heard a couple things that sounded like commands but like I could feel and hear the footsteps and obviously there was nothing there, like nothing visible that we could see. Yep. I think that's that's probably my favorite. It wasn't scary. It was just like, Oh my gosh. But yeah, I had to, I sat down right in the middle of the path and people were walking by and they're like, is she okay? My friend's like, yeah, she's fine. She's just having a moment. (laughs) (laughs) She just saw a ghost, a whole bunch of, you didn't see them. They're right around you. Yeah. That one still gives me chills because it was so cool to just hear that happening. Yeah. But for people to, you know, to, to go out to these battlefields, just, we say, just keep an open mind. Whether you yeah. believe stuff or see stuff, it doesn't matter, but just be, just keep an open mind to it. Cause you never know. You never yeah, know. Pick right? up, like try and focus on the energy that's there too, because sometimes it's not about seeing something. It's about the energy that is there. Yeah. You can feel it. Yeah. You definitely, you definitely can feel it. And when I started, like when I started opening myself up more to it, you know, when I went there as, when I was 10, like it's different when you're a kid, like I was completely open to it and I came away like, totally like not like just like woo like as I got older you know I found myself kind of maybe more closed off to it but then I just started like you know what I'm just gonna feel what I feel and now when I go to battlefields it's like okay it's negative positive whatever yeah yeah I mean just just be aware of it be open to it yeah are are there people gonna try to make a buck on it and make their little things was that story in the Gettysburg Times today about which was a great story I I I, you know I just have to I you just have to do this sometimes, okay? Yeah. These people are on a ghost tour and they're getting the shit scared out of them. It's some fucking guy. <laughs> he wears a mask and he like invades and scares the hell out of everybody. And they beat the guy up. The people on the ghost tour jumped and beat the hell out of him. Oh, and yeah. I mean, and it's, it's, I guess it's whatever. It's You want to deal with human pain or whatever. Yeah. But I mean, the idea of just trying to scare somebody in a ghost tour, I really, I've thought of a million freaking mm-hmm. times. 
you know, there was that time we were up by the old statue and there were the, the people down by the grove down in that area. Okay. And I kept yelling, Jambu. And you thought it was a ghost. You told the story tonight. But you know, we snuck down, me and my friend Mike, we snuck down to right behind it. And we were just watching people. We were just like throwing rocks in the woods and people, oh, what was that? So it, it, it's funny. I've always thought you have, have fun like that with people, but, but that's, yeah, it's, it's sad. Someone got hurt. That's sad, but it's still a funny story. Yeah. I, I, I could say right now, bent neck lady might come haunt you tonight. Oh my God. <laughs> you know, if you, anybody who's seen the, the haunting of Hill House, holy crap. You, Jen, you, you, you haven't seen this? No, I don't have TV. I just have like Amazon Prime oh. and stuff like that. So I'll just I mean, see if I can get Amazon it at my... I'll have to look for it. Yeah, it's it's good. It's yeah, I listen to podcasts and read. I'm not a TV watcher. Yeah. Well, you'd love it. It's just it's really really good. That Benedict lady team. My God, that whole thing. No. Yeah. Well, guys, I think we should probably start. Unfortunately, wrapping up. This has been a great discussion, but I think we can definitely carry it on on the live on Saturday. So, if there's any more stories that we yeah, can I might have a few. I might have a few more that I could bring up that I didn't yeah. want to bring up tonight, so, but I could yeah. share then. So yeah. Jen is going to grace us with her presence at the live on Saturday. Yeah, she's going awesome to re- she's going to refrain from her run. You know, you could run in place while you're doing this if you really want to. You know, if you want to do that, I can. I can always run before or after too, though. Ah, you probably can. If you listen yeah. after, you can listen to the podcast today while you're listening to it. But definitely, we'll be we'll be back here on Saturday at ten o'clock in the morning. Yep. So this episode will drop, ironically, on Halloween Day. On yep. Saturday. Actually, yeah, I think I am going to wait to release it on Halloween. You should wait till midnight and drop it right at midnight. You know, witching hour. But either way, um, so we will I do can this. Schedule it to drop at midnight, and that's what I'm going to do. Okay, so we will definitely. I think it's appropriate that we dress in some kind of costume for the uh, for the occasion, and we'll definitely talk about this. So if you're watching this, you drop it. Be prepared to talk about ghost stories, and it's a non-judgmental zone. Yep. You don't mm-hmm. be afraid to talk about it. If something scared the shit out of you as a kid, you saw old grandma in the attic, fifty mm-hmm. years after she died. Feel free to talk about it. I mean. It's just, it just, you know, it just, it's just, a, it's a fun thing to talk about. Halloween's a great time of the year. I mean, it's costume and candy, but there's a lot behind it too. It's my favorite holiday. Halloween's always my favorite holiday. I it, admittedly, it has. Yeah, it's, it's, just like, it's, like, it's just a great holiday. So enjoy it. Watch out for the the spooks and the specters. And Mary, I assume you'll be egging houses as usual on Halloween. Yeah, it's the good old days. Egging houses. Yep. Throwing rocks, those kids in your front yard. Yep. Just very sad. I, I was, I, I, I was not a fan. I'm going to go toilet paper my parents' house. Yeah, they, they probably appreciate that. They probably appreciate the free they toilet totally paper. Know it's me too. <laughs> but anyway, so anyway, so that, so I guess we'll call it, we'll call it a night tonight as the, the witching hour is upon us, as they yeah. say. So, so anyway, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Thanks for telling as far as the podcast goes, definitely like us on iTunes, you know, tell the family, wake up the kids, listen to this and, have a good time with it. We didn't yeah. swear as much today, so we may not get the E today, Mary. No, we're still getting the E. We have to, because I did drop yeah. a few fuck bombs. Or fuck bombs. Uh, <laughs> she, Jen, wasn't she, Jen, wasn't she behaved tonight? Wasn't she, like, really, like, I thought she was really, like, um, what was the phrase? It just, she held it in. She just was very, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. You all right, Mary? You okay? I'm good. All right. <laughs> sure she, <laughs> you didn't tell me off right that. You didn't tell me to go in the corner. You didn't tell nothing. Oh, that was wow! I'm just in a good mood. I don't know. We're gonna have Jen off and more often. Apparently, she's like my bodyguard. Apparently, with you, <laughs> I'm a positive influence on somebody. I guess yes. <laughs> maybe maybe you behaved better because I was here. I could have. I yes. don't know if I did. I mean, I, I thought it was the same as I was. Maybe I was. I, I, I know what? I could be a ghost writer. You wouldn't know it. How do you? You know that? Whatever. I oh, I'd probably ghost. know. I probably would too. Actually. Yeah, I would too. I, I, I definitely know. 
I would too. But anyway, so good time. It's a good time with both you guys. Yeah. It's a good time to see good to see you both. And we'll we'll definitely have Jen on again. I think we'll have her on to talk about Dan Sickles, I believe. We'll do yeah. that. That will be near, fun. Yeah. Near to her heart. And yeah. we'll have her shake a leg and get here as soon as possible <laughs> to talk about sickles as soon as we can. We'll definitely do, definitely do that. So anyway, um, so again, live on Saturday, 10 a.m., mm-hmm. listen for this. Have a wonderful Halloween Eve. Stay out of trouble. We'll uh, definitely talk to you guys yeah. soon. And Jen, thank you so much for being yes. our guest tonight and sharing your stories and all that. And the one thing thank that you I- guys for having me. Oh, you're welcome. No, you're like, I mean, I figure we're all very like-minded about this, par- like, you know, about paranormal, about the ghost stories and all that. And one thing I really hope that this episode does is just if people have stories, it- they tell them because it's always yeah. interesting to hear you know it, it's awesome to hear people's battlefield experiences but to hear the uh, you know to hear like oh i felt this type of energy here or just to make yeah. it kind of like it's okay to talk about and hopefully a lot of people on the live talk about i loved i would love to hear stories on the live about about people's stories i i think that'd be so cool I mean, everybody loves a good ghost story but but if you um if you're on the live and you want to chime in a little bit on judgmental free zone from me anyway yeah. Yeah, probably not so much but, but you know, we'll probably, uh, Mary will probably make fun of you on Twitter, probably. Jen knows I'm a judgment-free zone fucker. Oh, yeah, that's exactly what I'm describing. <laughs> yeah, that's, no, yeah. Yeah. That, you know, that Mary, she's judgmentally free. I, I that, That's exactly how that's going to be on your gravestone someday, Fetcher. Absolutely. No question. No question. Except for, except for you know? fucker. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Anyway, um, I guess that'll do it for tonight. Yeah. So, hey. Pleasure to see you guys both, and thanks for listening to everybody. Hope um, we didn't scare you too much. Jen's going to keep me up all night. I'll be scared shitless tonight now. Thank you for that <laughs> freaking story about goddamn medical courthouse. Didn't need that, but that's okay. All right. So until next time, everybody, have a good night. Wonderful Saturday. That's when this drops. As Darren says, ha- good night. <laughs> happy Halloween. Yeah, happy Halloween, everybody. Happy see ya. Halloween. Bye. Bye.